Welcome to the Sports GPS, where all roads lead to sports, with your hosts, Parker White and CJ Holly. Welcome back to the Sports GPS Season 2, Episode 13 this time. Parker, what are we getting into, my man? We are talking Week 2 of the NFL season mm-hmm. and then going into Week 3 where we give our picks. Of course. From there, we are hitting the MLB newsstand when we get our snacks, of course, of and talk course. all things baseball, specifically our MLB awards predictions. The top three, the top three. So yeah. MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year. I always consider those the big three. I think Parker does as well. Absolutely. We'll hit those. Where are we finishing on? We are ending on fantasy football including our segment of start over sit absolutely and then we're also talking derwin's lineup absolutely podcast lineup you know all those things that we normally talk about but all that and more on this episode of the sports gps let's get into it welcome back we're starting off with our week two recap going through every single game Parker, start us off, man. The Thursday night game. All right, Thursday night game was Washington and the Giants. Washington came away with a slim 30-29 to victory thanks to Taylor Heineke. 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 Any guy that makes me want to just think about a beer company, I'll write in my book. But he went 34 for 46, 336 yards, two tutties in the pick. Terry McLaurin, who I had on my bench in fantasy. Yeah, we talked about it. Well, and the worst part about it was the reason I didn't is because the last time he faced Bradbury, he got shut down. Right. This time he goes 11 receptions for 107 yards and a tutty. Like, just yeah. blew it out the water. But this game was a lot closer than we thought. Both of us had Washington winning, yeah. but we thought it was going to be a little bit bigger spread. Mm-hmm. All right, going into the Sunday games at 1. We got Bears defeating the Bengals 2017. Actually, a really good game. Yeah. Uh, your boy Justin Fields finally, you know, he came in for an injured Andy Dalton, injured in yeah, quotation marks. Put in quotes. Uh, Whether he's actually injured or not, it's in quotes. But the player of the game was uh, Bears linebacker Roquan Smith. He had eight tackles, one sack, and a pick six. Mm-hmm. It was kind of the game changing play. They Correct. put him up 14. I know the Bengals uh, had two touchdowns at the end, right. but it wasn't enough. Yeah, it wasn't enough at that point. And, you know, the Bears threw on a field goal to. Give them the full lead there. But, yeah, they the Bengals didn't look like themselves in the first half, and then they started to put it on in the second half, but it wasn't enough to catch up for sure. Uh, third game. So you got Browns defeating the Texans 31-21. I'm kind of been impressed with Houston. They are making games competitive. Now Tyrod's on the IR, so that's a problem. But in this game, Mayfield was player of the game, 19-21 for 213 yards, a tutty. He's dealing with a, a banged up left shoulder, so we'll see if he plays this Sunday. Um, he, I know during the game he said it popped in and out of place. Right. Okay. I mean, they got the Bears, so I mean, it's, it's a it's a tough start for Justin Fields, considering you know he's going to make his first start. Uh, they announced it today, and he's going against the Browns. Could be tough, but I mean, the Bears are a tough out. They've got a good defense, so Mayfield's got to be on top of his game if he's going to play. Absolutely. I don't know who their backup is. I'm not sure. Yeah. And, and that's the problem. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the fourth game, Rams defeated your Colts 27-24. to 24. Carson Wentz out with two sprained ankles right now. Yeah. But Matt Stafford looked pretty good. 19-30, 278, two tutties. He had the one pick. But Cooper Cup, player of the game, man. Nine receptions, 163, and two touchdowns. Yeah, little Cooper Cup. Look, I... We played Seattle and the Rams. That Those are two tough teams. Right. I didn't expect to beat both. However, you need to get one. You're at home in both games. The offensive line has been garbage. 
I know you could say, okay, running game hasn't been great either, but it's because of O-line play. Our back, our defensive backs haven't been getting the job done either. Right. Carson Wentz actually isn't doing bad. No, he's not looking bad. But it's just nobody else is helping him out. And Pascal is apparently his favorite red zone target. Yeah, I know, I know Michael Pittman Jr. had a, a nice game on Sunday, but didn't find the end zone. So, I don't know. Th- this team has just been frustrating. I don't know where we're going. I don't think they're ready to play for the number one pick next year, but... It's not looking great. Well, hopefully Carson Wentz gets, uh, you know, 20 or sorry, 75% of the snaps. And then you don't have to worry about your first round pick because it'll be in Philly. (laughs) You're right. Uh, Speaking of Philly, they lost to the Niners 17 to 11 Garoppolo 22 of 30 for 189 and a touchdown. He had a lot of like quarterback sneaks. So hence the 11 rushes for 20 yards and a touchdown, including one quarterback sneak that shouldn't have happened because literally the play clock was at zero for a full second. Even Chris Long sat there and tweeted about it being there for a full second. I'm yelling as we're live commentating that game. Yeah, on ColorCast. Yeah. Like how, how did the official, whatever they, (laughs) the Eagles should have put that game away early. They let the Niners back in and it was all done. The Eagles lost that game more than the Niners won it. And it was very frustrating by any stretch of the imagination. Yes. You have bills, dolphins, bills blew them out. 35, nothing. Devin Singletary. I mean, it was pretty balanced. There was no guy with like a big game. It was really balanced throughout the, throughout. He had 13 rushes, 82 yards and a tutty. So, but the Bills did what we thought they would do. Right, and once the Dolphins lost Tua, it was pretty much game over. You're really not getting anything yeah. out of your backup quarterback at that point. In the yeah, Jacoby Brissett, solid, but you know, yeah, yeah, solid, sure, like, but not he's not beating the Bills. Yeah, he's starting Sunday this this coming Sunday. And good luck for the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Patriots versus Jets, exactly what we thought it would be. The Patriots basically routed them. I think it's their 11th straight win against the Jets. That sounds about right. It's kind of crazy to think about, even with the Patriots not being, you know, as great the last two years. But still, it's still the Jets. Uh, Damian Harris had 16 rushes for 62 yards and a touchdown. That just proves to you how, like, non-eventful this game was. Right. Considering our player of the game had 62 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right, so now we go down to Raiders versus the Steelers. Kind of the game of the day. I mean, that game was kind of back and forth. And I'm impressed with the Raiders. I am as well. Derek Carr's looking really good, considering he's our player of the game for 28 of 37 for 382 and two touchdowns. I mean, the one to Ruggs was dropped in a bucket. I know. And, you know, it wasn't bad defense by the Steelers no. on that play either. They just, you know, lost out. Absolutely. And then we're going Panthers defeating the Saints. This was a letdown. Jameis, you had five touchdowns in week one. You didn't do anything in this game. Right. Sam, Dar- Sam Darnold's 26 of 38 for 305 yards, two touchdowns. And McCaffrey had 137 yards and a touchdown. He's awesome. Yeah, so, I Run mean, CMC, I, actually, man. I actually got a um, critique saying that I'm too hard on Sam Darnold. Let me let me clarify for everybody out here. Like, I don't, I don't think Sam Darnold's bad. Like, he's a yeah. starter in the league. Like, I'm not going to sit here and state that, like, he shouldn't be a starter. Because he's a starter. He's good enough to be a starter in this yeah. league. Do I want him to be like my quarterback for the next five years? No. Would I rather have Jalen Hurts as the Eagles quarterback? Yes, mainly because you have to have a mobile quarterback to avoid Chase Young and the rest of that defensive line in Washington two times a year. Right. So do I think Jalen Hurts is better than Sam Darnold? Yes. Do Would I be okay with having Sam Darnold as my quarterback? Yeah, sure. Like, I'm not going to sit here and state 
he's not my number one pick. He's not, he's like, I'd rather have 12, 14 guys ahead of him. Mm-hmm. He's a middle of the pack starter. Like, I'm, to be clear, I don't believe Sam Darnold is the worst thing since sliced bread. Right. He was terrible with the Jets, but it's also the Jets. Right. Like, they're literally the most dysfunctional franchise Yeah, good luck, ever. Zach Wilson. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he had two picks in the first, his first two throws or interceptions or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm he not... was trying to be, uh, what's his face, Peterman. <laughs> the Bills three yeah. years ago or whatever. I'm not telling you Sam Darnold is like a top 10 quarterback. I like him better than you. I like him more than Hurts. That's just me. Right. Um, I think him going to Carolina with Matt Rule, I think that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Get him out of New York. It, it just didn't work. He didn't fit. Yeah, and he's also not a big market quarterback. Yeah, I don't think so. It, that's, I, know that's, he, I know he went to USC, but... But that's the reason why I don't want him in Philly, right? Yeah. He's not a big market quarterback. That's fair. So that's... But that's the thing. You have to be... There's there's certain guys it. that can be big yeah. market quarterbacks. Philly's top four market in the in the nation. Uh-huh. No, don't at me. All right, we go to Broncos-Jags. This was also a little letdown game, too. I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to have a bounce back. He did not. Not really at all, considering the player of the game is Teddy Bridgewater. He's looking really good in Denver. 26-34 mm-hmm. for 328 and two touchdowns. I mean, are they... They're they're a lot better off with Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke. Oh, wait. Didn't <laughs> I say that forever ago? I know you did. So, yeah. I mean, I'm so glad Teddy Bridgewater is actually getting a chance to, to be, be a the starter, starter again. be the guy. Denver is a perfect place for him where it's not all about him. But at the same time, because of the way they play and their style, mm-hmm. he's such a leader in that locker room. They've got a lot of veterans that will respect him. I mean, even Vaughn Miller sat there and stated that they haven't had a guy like, you know, Teddy being a quarterback, that leader since 18, a.k.a. Peyton Manning. Yeah. So, like, that's high praise. Absolutely. And I really, I do enjoy Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's a great guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cardinals also defeated the Vikings. Let me tell you something right now. It was a really good game. The Vikings lost that game. I'm sorry. You have, like, you, as a kicker. They've had so much kicking woes in the last three years. I feel so bad. But as a kicker, you have to make that kick. Yeah. Where's I'm Blair so- Walsh? <laughs> right. But <laughs> I think his last name's Joseph. I don't even. I don't even bother with his first name. That's how bad he is. <laughs> you don't deserve to have a first name. Right. I mean, he missed. I think he missed an extra point, yeah. and he missed the the game winning field goal. Like they literally get you down there. Kirk Cousins does everything he can against a pretty good Arizona Cardinals defense that right. he kind of scorched. Yeah, he had, he had a really good game. He had a great game. He had Unfo- no turnovers. Unfortunately, he was on the you know on the wrong side as Kyler Murray went twenty nine for of thirty six for four hundred yards, three touchdowns. He did have the two picks, but he also rushed for another touchdown. Yeah. So, but really, I mean, the Vikings lost this game. Absolutely abysmal Vikings find yourself a kicker that's clutch because a 46 yarder should be made as time expires yeah that shouldn't be a problem absolutely uh Bucks Falcons kind of one-sided yeah yeah Bucks uh coming away with a 48 25 victory Tom Brady shocker he's your player of the game right he was 24 36 for 276 yards and five touchdowns I mean this was it was a cakewalk well it, it got tight there for a little bit I mean the Falcons made it a game but the two pick sixes at the end by Matt Ryan were just yeah. like, eh, dagger one, dagger two, and the Falcons done. You think Matt Ryan just wants to, like, take it home? Like, did, do you think he's, like, he invested? He like, should have retired. Okay. I mean, it was 34 to 25. And so it's it's a game, right? It's a nine-point game. Right. Pick six, pick six. And then it was just, well, let's just drain the clock. Yeah, I think he just knows, like, how bad this is. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't look invested. No, he's not. Absolutely not. So Cowboys defeating the Chargers twenty to seventeen. 
Dak Prescott didn't have a bad game, but it wasn't great. Tony Pollard, their number two back, he 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 carried the load. He had 13 carries, 109 yards, and a touchdown. Him and Zeke are basically split in time. Absolutely, another another Chargers choke job. Yeah, I mean, really, you're down inside the goal line, or like inside the ten, and first and goal can't do anything. Second and goal penalty, you know, brings you back. Like it was just they had so many opportunities to punch it in on that drive alone yeah, and they couldn't get it done. And then Cowboys marched down and get that field goal at the end, even though the clock management for the Cowboys was abysmal. At least they have a kicker. They can put it through the uptight uprights yeah. in clutch time with Zerline. Uh, yeah. Zerline. So Break the leg, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, good at you Cowboys way to way <laughs> to be first in the NFC least. Yeah. Uh, Titans defeat the site Seahawks 33 to 30 in overtime. Just this like might've been out. I called this. Oh, you did. Yeah. I did call this. Yeah. This is the one I went different than you that everybody was like, oh, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Yeah, you know, <laughs> no, no, no. the Titans, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Derrick Henry. He's a man. 35 a man. rushes, 182 yards, and three touchdowns. Your MVP. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a monster. He's a monster. And if you get him going, I'm sorry, you're done. Because yeah. in the fourth quarter, he'll take over games. Because he still has another gear, and he is beating you down. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you're if you allow the Titans to stick around in the fourth quarter, you're done. Okay, interesting question. So our buddy Ike, who's been on the podcast, he told me at work he thinks the Titans are going to get into the Super Bowl. No, because he goes, man, who's going to stop Derrick Henry and Julio Jones? I go, I mean, I know Derrick Henry's a beast, but if you're up on them by like twenty, yeah, which the Chiefs can do, the Browns can do. There's a lot of other teams that I'm not... Right now, I think the Broncos are better than the Titans. Yeah, the Titans, their defense isn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very offensive heavy. I like. I think Tannehill's a good quarterback, but he's not going to... No, he's not going to put up 40 on you. No. And that's what you have to do to beat the Chiefs. I think... I can't even remember who it was, but... Um, oh, Nick Wright. That's exactly who it was. Nick Wright. Uh, he sat there and stated, there's a formula to beat Kansas City, and that formula is put up 40. Yeah. Because that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, considering our next game was Ravens-Chiefs and the Ravens darn near put up 40, yeah. it makes sense. I mean, they won 36-35. to 35. Now it also took them a gutsy fourth down call right. to go for it to ice the game because if that doesn't happen, the Chiefs win this game. No doubt. But Lamar goes 18-26 to 26 for 239, one touchdown. The two picks were horrible. One mm-hmm. was a pick six to open the game. Right. But he did rush for 107 yards and two additional touchdowns. Yeah, even though he led them in rushing and we don't like your quarterback being your leading rusher, no. it did lead to a win, so it can't be too harsh, but they need to fix that. Yeah, and I mean, again, I think the reason why this game was won by the Ravens is purely because it was in Baltimore. This game's in Kansas City. This thing's oh, a route. Yeah, it's a route. It's a route. It's a route. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not confident in what the Ravens can do. I'm not confident that the Chiefs can win on the road. But like, like seriously, win on the road. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they're going to end up with the number one seed, so it's going to go through Kansas City. So I'm not worried about them getting to the Super Bowl. Nope. I.e. Titans. Sorry, hate to break it to you, it's not going to happen for yeah. you. Yeah. And then the final game on the slate in Week Two was Packers versus the Lions. I don't know if you saw this, but there was a gentleman who put a $25 bet on a 16-team parlay. He had the front 15 right. You know what his 16th was? Yeah, Detroit. He had the Lions winning. Yeah, I did see that. Idiot. Yeah. Could have been been $76,000. Is he a Lions fan? I mean, I'm not Green Bay lover here, but why are you picking... (laughs) 
Detroit over Green Bay in Lambeau. Yeah, I know. I know Aaron Rodgers had a bad week one. Trust me, my fantasy team knew that. <laughs> right, but he bounced back. He was our player of the game. Twenty two of twenty seven, two hundred fifty five yards and four touchdowns. I think he wanted to prove to everybody, like you guys keep calling me a bum. Maybe I did it on purpose. No, I'm the reigning MVP. Let me show you. Yeah, he has five letters for you in one word. R-E-L-A-X, relax. <laughs> That's great. I mean, the man just, he says it every year, so it only makes sense. Yeah. Anything else that really shocked you about week two? No, I, I'm still just trying to get over my Colts being terrible. Absolutely. Is there? I mean, now there's divisions. Let me go ahead and pull up the NFL standings. Looking at the AFC, I mean, the real surprise is the AFC West. I mean... Yeah, Raiders, man. Raiders and Broncos are undefeated, but yet the Chiefs and Chargers are 1-1. One and one. I yeah. mean, that's kind of a shock. Yeah, I mean, I like the Raiders coming into the season, but not this this much. Yeah. I'm happy for Derek Carr. I think he gets a bad rap. I think... I'm not telling you he's a top 10 quarterback, mm-hmm. but I think he can elevate himself to where it's a conversation. I think they're more balanced than people give them credit for, and John Gruden's really making a difference there. Absolutely. I mean, no real surprises except for the fact that the Bills actually have a loss because we thought they were going to beat the Steelers. Right. But speaking of the Steelers, the entire AFC North is bundled up at 1-1. One and one. I know it's two weeks in. I know this is a little premature. Yeah. But, like, did you think that the Steelers were going to have any chance in this division, really? I didn't. I mean, I thought they'd be in it, but right. not, like, I mean, this is... This is as even as it gets. I'm a little shocked that the Colts are 0-2. I know I'm biased because that's my team. But I think a lot of people had them winning a division and being a sneaky playoff team. Right. And now it's like, can they make the playoffs? Yeah. Like, am I, am I, is this just really early and just like, It you know? probably is. But at the same time, you got the Texans here who are 1-1, one and, one, and they have more points for than points against. Right. And there's actually a surprise coming up. We're going to talk about that in the next segment of Week 3. But, I mean, there's a little bit of a shocker with next week's lines that's already come out. Now we go to the National Football Conference, the NFC, as it were. And really, I mean, the shocker is the fact that the the South, the Panthers are 2-0. and up. I know. I so, mean, yeah. no, I know. They played the Jets, and then, you know, they played a Saints team that just looked disenfranchised. Yeah, that but was weird. That's a division game. Right. Yeah, I know it's at home and it's a division game, but still, like, it, yeah, the Saints look good under Jameis. What happened? Yeah, I mean, they had a great week one. They just bullied the Packers, mm-hmm. and it's a division game. That sh- I mean, you should be ready, prepared, right. focused on that. And yep. they just didn't look good. Yeah, like Jameis looked like the guy that we all knew he was. Yeah, or maybe is. Yeah, and then the NFC West. If the Seahawks didn't, you know just let the Titans come back in and win that right. game, that entire division would be 2-0. and Yeah. Is that the best division in football? I think so. Yeah, I think it is as well. Because I think we both come into the season thought the Niners were the worst team. And, I mean, I'm not saying they looked awesome, but they are 2-0. and They also played two horrible teams. I know, I know. And, and Now, granted, one of them is mine, but the <laughs> Eagles looked horrible yeah. compared to what they I think they are, uh-huh. and they played really bad. Detroit's just abysmal. Yeah. Did, did yeah. Detroit win five games this year? Did I put their floor too high? Maybe. <laughs> I put them at 5-12, and 12, I think, is their floor. Okay, speaking of the NFC West, do you like the Rams or the Cardinals better? I like the Rams better. Yeah. Slightly, just because I think that Matt Stafford is a complete quarterback. I know I'm not, I'm not bashing on Kyler Murray. Yeah, but, I mean, Kyler Murray, I mean, he'll, he's a little turnover. Probably. Right. 
Whereas Matthew Stafford at this point in his career, I think he knows how to win. He knows how to manipulate yeah. defense. And this is his best opportunity right. for sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the week two recap. We're going right after this into the week three picks when we return. Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We are looking at week three, giving you our picks. Let's start with the Thursday night game, Panthers-Texans. CJ, who do you got? I'm going to take the Panthers. Shockingly enough, I'm going to have them starting 3-0. and It's just because the Texans aren't starting Tyrod Taylor because he is out on the IR. Who's their starting quarterback, Rookie Parker? Rookie quarterback Davis Mills out of Stanford. Stanford. Yeah. Stanford. They produce good quarterbacks. They do produce good quarterbacks, but considering neither of us heard his name until today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're not college guys. Not really. And we, I mean, we know Stanford has, I mean, Andrew Luck. I mean, right. So they've got a pedigree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they may or may not be pretty good. Yeah. No, I, I just don't, I don't believe that the the Texans have. Now, do I want to kind of bet on the Texans because they're plus eight? Sure, but yeah, yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if I'd take them to win this game outright, especially on a Thursday night, coming off a short week. Blah blah blah. blah yeah. Everything there. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just tough. That's that's tomorrow's game at 8.20 as we're recording Wednesday night at uh, 7 o'clock. Looking at the 1 o'clock slate on Sunday, we're starting out with Bears-Browns. Who you got? I'm going to take the Browns. They're minus 7 on the line, but I actually think they win this game by more than that. I, rookie quarterback yeah. away, decent defense. I know that they've got a lot of rookies, but... JOK probably wins rookie defensive player of the year. He's yeah. looked that good at linebacker for Cleveland. I, you know, I just I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Browns. Pretty simple one. Yeah, I'm with the Browns too. Absolutely. Then we go to the Bengals versus the Steelers. Well, this is a good one. Yeah, absolutely. We could actually watch this game, but we're gonna talk about the game we actually are gonna do at one o'clock on Colorcast. Uh, I think I take the Steelers here because it's at home, even though they looked bad against the Raiders. You know, Bengals yeah. are in town. Yeah, I'm taking Steelers simply because they're at home, like you mm-hmm. said. I think the Bengals will give them a game. I think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, that hookup is working real good. Absolutely. But I think in the end, Pittsburgh's got this. Yeah, I just I think that their run game can finally take a step forward and, and get the job done. All right, third game at 1 p.m. is Cardinals versus Jaguars. It's in Jacksonville. but That doesn't matter. I don't think it matters either. Yeah, it's as Cardinals, Jaguars, man. Yeah, Jaguars are plus seven on the line. You take the Cardinals here all day. No doubt. So let's just move on. Yep. Chargers, Chiefs. We thought this would be closer than what it probably will be. Uh, Chiefs uh, minus six and a half. Give me Chiefs. Yeah. I know we're Herbert guys, but it hasn't looked great. Here's the only thing. I'm going to take the Chargers, and here's the reason why I'm taking the Chargers. The last two times the Chiefs have played the Chargers, it's been really, really tight. The Chargers have won once, and they they won in Kansas City last year. I think it was an overtime game or, like, last second game. So, yeah, I mean, you know, give me the Chargers. I'm going to take it. I think Herbert needs a bounce-back game. I think they really need to take off. And what the Chargers do well is spread the ball around. That is something that hurts the Chiefs, and the Chargers can put up 40. Again, I've already stated, how do you beat the Chiefs? You put up 40. The Chargers are able to put up 40, and I think Herbert does it this week. Give me the Chargers. I'm going to take it. Especially gaining plus 6.5. If you want to bet for this week, Get the Chargers plus six and a half for sure. All right. All right. Colts versus Titans. Who you got? <sighs> God, are you worried? 
I am worried because we're zero and two, and we've looked like hot garbage. Absolutely dumpster fire. We're we're going on the road for the first time. Maybe that'll help us. Maybe. So give me the Colts. They can't be this bad. I am worried because Jacob Eason will be starting. I like Jacob Eason. I like his prospects, but we can't even with a good Carson Wentz. Like not that he's been special, but he's been good. He's yeah. not been the problem. Uh, I just think the Colts have to start moving in a positive direction. It starts this week against Tennessee. All right, I'm going to take the Titans just because they're on a hot streak. I think they're just going to run Derrick Henry straight down your throat. I think that's going to be a problem. They're at home. They can beat you with Julio. They can beat you with A.J. Brown. That's going to be an issue. And, you know, give me the Titans. And I'm sorry. I think your Colts fall to 0-3 to can start this Can I change my season. pick? <laughs> no. No, you got to stick with it All now. right, I'll stick with the Colts. Be a homer. Yeah, yeah I'll, All be right. a, I'll be a homer. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, next game on the slate, Falcons versus Giants. Ooh, uh, give me the Giants. Yeah. Daniel Jones has actually looked good. He's actually looked really good. And I think his rapport with Sterling Shepard from last year is great. Kenny Galladay and Daniel Jones have got in, into it on the sideline this yeah. past week. That scares me a little bit. So uh-huh. give me some Sterling Shepard. Little precursor to the stardom sit-em. Maybe Sterling <laughs> Shepard's on the stardom list. <laughs> All right. Now we're looking at Rams. I mean Ravens line, excuse me. Absolutely. Who you got? Ravens. Yeah, that's I mean, that's easy. We can move on. Yeah, we can move Lions on. Lions are minus nine. I don't even I don't even think the spread's big enough. All right. Saints at Patriots. Who you got? Patriots. They're at home. Yeah. If Jameis looked better in week two, I would probably pick the Saints, but he looked I mean it's just I think it's gonna be a roller coaster year for him. Yep. And the so. Patriots look like they're gonna beat you with defense. Yep. At home. Run game, defense. Yep. Exactly. That's that's what they're gonna be. Yep. And Mac Jones is gonna do just enough to win that game. I don't love the spread at two and a half. I wouldn't touch this game really bad. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Because I think this could go either way, and I definitely think the Patriots are not two and a half point favorites. I think this is a pick 'em game. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. All right. And then the game that we are commentating on ColorCast uh, this week, Sunday, 1 p.m., download the app, listen to the Sports GPS on ColorCast. We're doing Washington versus the Bills, the football team versus the Bills. Who you got? Buffalo. Yeah, I do too. They're they're at home. They're minus seven according to the spread. I think that's a pretty good number. I don't think the Bills win by that much more than no, a touchdown. I don't think so either. It's probably an eight point game, five point game, somewhere in that realm. I think it might be a three point game. It could very well be that way. I just think it's probably going to be like a five to an eight point game. So yeah. I'm definitely not touching this with the spread. But I definitely think the Bills win this game. They're going to shut down the run, and that's the thing that you have to do. Uh-huh. And I think the Bills can throw it versus the defense. Josh Allen's able. He's mobile enough to get away from Chase Young. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. All right, moving to the 4 o'clock games. Dolphins, Raiders. Raiders have a minus 4 spread. Who you got? I'm taking the Raiders, and I would take them with the spread. Like, there's no way. I think I don't know if Tua is going to start. He's not. And if Tua doesn't start, the Dolphins have zero chance of winning this game. Yeah, I think the Raiders look real good this year so far, and this is only helping them. They're at home. Give me Derek Carr. Absolutely, 100%. Then we go to the Jets versus the Broncos. I don't even think this is a game either. No. The spread's 10.5. I don't think that spread's big enough. It's not. The Broncos <laughs> run away with this game. Yeah. It's probably a 20-point game at I, halftime. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. So give us the Broncos both sides there. Rams versus Bucks, probably the best game yeah. of of the weekend. Yeah, no doubt. Who you got? Ooh, this is tough. Be- I, and I'm just sticking with the home team. Mm-hmm. 
Give me the Rams. I, I like what I've seen. Fair oh, enough. Yeah. Give me the Bucks. I like their defense. I think they get it done. Uh, it's going to come down to who has the ball last. And for some odd reason, Tom Brady always has the ball yeah, last. Yeah, he always has the ball last. <laughs> All right. Then Seahawks, Vikings in Minnesota. Same spread. Vikings getting one and a half here. Ooh, uh, I'm going to take Minnesota. I think this time Kirk Cousins actually gets him over the top. He looked good. I mean, he wasn't the problem on Sunday, but he's right. going to get him over the top. Take. Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks. The Russell Wilson doesn't lose back-to-back games. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you didn't think about that. Way to stink. All right, it's all good. <laughs> that finishes off the 4 p.m. games. Now we go to the two prime timers. First on Sunday, Packers-Niners. Who do you got? Packers. Absolutely, me as well. I just don't think the Niners have it. Especially if Aaron Rodgers plays MVP level. Now, I granted that defense looks great, but all their running backs are back banged up. They're yeah. the fourth running back in, in San Francisco, and the Eagles could have easily won that game last week. And I don't think the Eagles are as good as the Packers. So nope. give me the Packers. Now the spread is actually in favor of the 49ers, as they're giving like they're they're giving away three points here. But I'm just sorry. I think Green yeah. Bay. I think Aaron Rodgers has something to prove. Yeah, give it to me. And, he, and he's technically, I mean, he's a he's a California guy. Yeah. So I think he's there. There's a little bit of home field for him there. Yeah, absolutely as well. All right, and then the Monday night game to wrap it up: Eagles Cowboys, the big rivalry. Ooh. <sighs> I can't do it. I can't pick the Cowboys. I'm picking the Eagles. Yeah, I. You can. It's fine. Just give me the Cowboys. Right. I don't. I don't love it. I don't really like either team. But just give me the Cowboys right home. All right. Fair enough. And that spreads three and a half in favor of the Cowboys. So, all right. So we are consensus on a lot. We're consensus yeah. on the, the Panthers. Panthers. The Browns. Browns the Steelers. Steelers Cardinals, Cardinals. Your Chargers. I'm Chiefs. Yep. We're split on Colts, Titans. Yep. I'm Colts, your Titans. We're consensus on Giants. Yep. We're consensus on Ravens. Patriots as well, yep. Bills as well, yeah. Raiders, Broncos. We're split on Rams, Bucks. Yep, and we are split on Seahawks, Vikings. Mm-hmm. Consensus on Packers, splits Eagles, Cowboys. Yep. I don't hate you for picking the Cowboys. I just can't do it, uh, dude. That's we know where you're rolling. It's you, the same thing with you and the Titans. Yeah, your colors don't run. Yeah, mine no, don't no, either. No, no, no. I'm straight through. Now, granted, there will be time where I pick against the Eagles. Yeah, it probably against the Raiders in Week Seven <laughs> if the Raiders keep looking the way they are. Yeah, but I can't pick the Cowboys. Even though I picked the Colts, I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I don't feel good. I about don't my feel Eagles good about either. it. But I will be watching that game, and I'm sure everybody else will. Maybe we do that game color cast on Monday too. We'll see. We'll check out the work schedule. Absolutely. See if it happens. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the Week Three picks. After this, we're hitting the newsstand, getting our snacks and the MLB update right after this. <laughs> Welcome back. We're going to the MLB newsstand. I got my Skittles. I hope you got your snacks. Yeah, I'm a Skittles guy too. Absolutely. We both got both. Let's go ahead and get straight into the news. Parker, hit me up. All right, just kind of a quick run through of news. We got Reds extended their manager, David Bell, to a two-year extension through 2023. Well-deserved. Yeah, he's been good. Yeah, and he's a, I mean, he's a Cincy guy. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. And I mean, they're in, in it still. Uh, Cardinals, they've won 10 straight and they're only, they're up four games in the second wild card. I think they're making it. Yeah. I, they, they look really good. I mean, the only way I think the Phillies get in right now is through the East, which we've talked about previously. And with Cincinnati and Philadelphia, both their elimination numbers in the wild card are eight. 
San Diego is the same spot. I mean, when you have less, when you, you're single digits and you still have double digits to play, this is a problem. Yeah. Speaking of San Diego, though, like, did you see the other night Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis in the dugout? Just like, I think that was good. At? No, no, I actually think that was good. Yeah. And the reason why I think Tatis was chirping and Machado was like, hey, listen, I've been down this road. Like, come here, young grasshopper, come underneath yeah. my wing. And let me tell you exactly what to do. I think that was a, a good maturity moment for Machado. I think that means more for Machado than it does for Tatis. Oh, yeah. I think his leadership skills have gone up since he was in Baltimore. And he's a, he's a veteran guy now. So yeah. he's got he's to gotta be that father figure to those guys. Absolutely. And I think that was a good moment. Yeah. I think they hugged it out later and no big deal. It was, it was funny, though, when they did an interview because they had to talk about it, which they should address it. It's not a big right. deal. Uh it's funny after on Emma essentially they were talking about it, it's like oh they're probably best friends and then Ron Darling goes well I wouldn't say they're best friends but I'm sure there's a mutual ad- admiration for each other yeah absolutely um, Milwaukee clinched the playoff spot and I mean technically the Cardinals can still chase them down as we look at that the elimination number for the division for the Cardinals is at three highly unlikely yeah it's not, it's not gonna but happen. yeah again it's possible. Yeah. But I doubt it. So, but I mean, Milwaukee, you're winning the division. Congrats! You're gonna face whoever the East throws at you. Yeah. And talk about the East. Philly has won six of ten. They're three back in the division, and they're. I mean, they've got Baltimore for one, and then three against Pittsburgh. But that's been your problem. You can't beat bad we teams. We can't beat bad teams. <laughs> we have such a good record against good teams. Like, I mean, we we faced the Giants. And I think we split with them. I think yeah. we're one up on the Dodgers this year. Yeah. Like, that just proves the fact that they can beat good teams. They just can't beat bad teams. I would say the Braves, it's a little bit of the opposite. Like, we we do our job against bad teams. However, against the good teams, like, we did sweep the Dodgers, but then we just lost two or three of the Giants, but they were close. Friday night game against them, we had it won. Will Smith, you had one strike, two outs. to Like, you had one out to go, and you had two strikes on the hitter, and you hung a slider to Donovan Solano, and he took your bridge. Right. So we're not terrible against good teams, but we just can't finish it off because of our bullpen. Yeah, I mean, that's the Phillies' problem too. Yeah, you know about that. Yeah, considering I was just looking at an article, the Phillies have blown like thirty-five saves this year. Now, granted, like seven of them have been in the same game. Right. So if you eliminate those, you're at like twenty-eight, twenty-seven games that they've they've blown. The bullpen has blown. Yeah. And the then lead. just take half because it's going to happen. If you take half of them, right? The Phillies win ninety-five games this year. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's be good enough for the NL East. Absolutely, I don't. I don't know what the Braves' number is, so I'm not speaking on that. I'm pretty sure it's probably around the same. It's but... probably close, but I'm sure you guys have a speed. Yeah, because you. I mean, with all due respect, you guys have blown games. You've raised it to an art form. Oh, it's it's. <laughs> my, I've always said this, and it was mainly about the Eagles. I actually said this at my father's funeral. There is no. Like I, I learned how to win with grace and learned the agony of defeat with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh-huh. It's with every Philadelphia sports team at this point. Oh yeah, like literally, every team in Philly knows how to steal defeat from the jaws of victory, like no other team knows how to. Yeah, Sixers, Phillies, yeah, it's Flyers. It's a Philly thing, man. Yeah, unless you're Rocky punching out a guy, that's the only way. That's the only way we so rise it has to above be scripted. It. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, the Mets are poop. Yep, just and, straight up poop. Yep, they're poop. Yep, you might as well put it in a put it in a bag and light it on fire and throw it. Yeah, Jacob Degrom, you don't need to ramp it up. Yep, nope, shut just, it down. Just stay down and come back fresh next year. Tampa, <laughs> Tampa Bay, the first team to clinch, 
And the AL looks yeah. really good. But the Astros and White Sox are they basically clinched. Yeah, I mean their their elimination numbers there are two and four. Yeah, mathematically, no, but they have. Absolutely. So. And yeah, looks great. I mean, Tampa Bay technically hasn't clinched the division either, but they've clinched a playoff spot because the teams that are chasing them are leading the wild card. So let's go ahead and talk about the AL wild card. There's three teams that basically are in it. The other ones, they have a chance, but again, not right. really great. So it's Oakland three teams. and Seattle, they're, I mean, they're two and a half back, but it's it's Boston, New York, Toronto. One of them's going to get out, mm-hmm. but the other two are maybe. Yeah, considering there were three teams above them, like if it was just the two and they're two and a half back, different story. Right. They've got to jump two teams to get in. Uh-huh. So that's the issue. Yeah. Uh, do you, th- which pairing do you not want to happen? So you have the option of Boston, Toronto, Yankees, Toronto, Yankees, Boston. Which one would you like? Which one do you don't like? Where would you like it to be played? So on and so forth, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. So the one that I want, uh-huh. Yankees, Blue Jays in the Bronx, Garrett Cole, Robbie Ray. That's what I want. Okay. Second, Yankees Red Sox can't beat that Cole Sale. That's awesome, right? And the one that we don't want to see, and I think everyone agrees with this, it's Boston Toronto. I'm not saying it would be a bad game, but that's not the matchup we want to see. Yeah, I I think I'll take Yankees Boston in Boston. Huh? In Boston. In Boston first. There's something about playing with the Green Monster, the fact that it takes away two of the big power hitters for New York and Stanton (laughs) and And Judge. Judge. You know, like you got Pesky's pole there. Let's see if Gallon can hook one around it. Gosh, Stanton and Judge could hook it around there. With yeah, their oppo pa- oh, yeah. I get your point. Though. But you see what I mean, right? Yeah. So I, I, I want that game in Boston. If it happens, I want it in Boston, right? Yeah. Just because you know, I can the garage and yet no, I, I want it in Boston. They don't got Tommy, but they got Schwaba. But they got Schwaba. Yeah. Uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see the same deal. I don't want to see any Boston, Toronto, wherever it goes, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to see that. I am in agreement with you. If it is Yankees versus Toronto, I do want to see it in the Bronx. Yeah, that'd be great. Absolutely. Cole Ray, man. And speaking of who should win, like, the big awards, we're going to talk about that next. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and get into it. The MLB Awards, the big three, we talk about the MVP for both leagues, Rookie of the Year for both leagues, Cy Young, both leagues. Let's get into it. (laughs) <laughs> Let's go ahead and start with a Cy Young for both leagues. Who do you got for the NL Cy Young? All right, NL Cy Young, it's Max Scherzer. He's pulling away. Him as a Dodger has been incredible. Mm-hmm. I don't see him slowing down. I think it's his to lose. Right. Yeah, I am also in agreement. Here's my other piece. I'm going to be a little bit of a homer. I'm going to say Zach Wheeler. Don't. Only if and only if. They win the division? They win the division, and he pitches lights out these last three. He pitches tonight. He pitches against Atlanta, and then he will pitch the last game of the season in Miami. Yeah. If he has to pitch the last game in Miami, win, they shut it out, he pitches great these three games, he has a chance to catch Scherzer oh, because sure. they get in. But if if that doesn't happen, it's Max Scherzer. It's done. Yeah. Signed, sealed, delivered, sent it to his house. We don't need to. We don't need the suspense. His four Cy Young. Absolutely. Uh, AL Cy Young, go. Uh, Robbie Ray. Okay. I don't think I'm not saying it's not close, but I, I Garrett Cole struggled his last start. He gave up seven runs against the Indians. Mm-hmm. I of course the funny thing is to think two months ago it was Lance Lynn, right? And then he's on the shelf, so yep. no, yeah, he's out. So I th- I think it's Robbie Ray. He's been great. I'm gonna take Garrett Cole though. Unf- I mean, just all of the big time numbers, strikeouts, innings, uh, FIP, everything that you really like outside of ERA and ERA plus goes to Garrett Cole. He's pitching for a team where their home games are 
in a sandbox, quite literally. In well, the Roger Center is... It's not the greatest, but it's also a little bit bigger. A little yeah, bit a little more bit of bigger. a pitcher's friendly park compared to the Bronx. Yeah, comparatively, yes. yeah. I'm I'm just talking comparatively. So I'm going to take Garrett Cole. Do I think Robbie Ray has a great season? Will I be offended? No, I just think, you know, Garrett Cole, give it to him. All right, NL MVP, who you got? I got Bryce Harper. I do too, but I, because before you go in your Harper... Mm-hmm. I think Austin Riley needs to get more pub. Okay, he's a he's a thirty homer, thirty double. He's getting he's going to drive in a hundred. He's mm-hmm. hitting over three hundred. He's playing really good defense at third. He's not going to win the the Gold Glove because no one Arenado. Right, but he's had a great year. It's it's name recognition. Mm-hmm. But Bryce Harper does deserve it. He's great. So give give me your Harper reason. Absolutely, Bryce Harper three thirteen average as of right now. Thirteen stolen bases. He leads. The team, and I'm talking the Phillies, in homers, RBI, and run. Now, he probably wouldn't be leading the team in homers and RBIs had Reese Hoskins not gotten hurt. Yeah. But he is still responsible for 141 runs by himself. That is his 94 runs scored, his 80 RBIs, minus the 33 homers that he has where RBIs and runs double. So it's 141. Phenomenal season, great. He's hit for twelve fifty four OPS in September alone. Yeah. Does he get a little aggressive, especially last night, trying to stretch that single into a double? Sure, but, but that's the aggressiveness that. that gets him to this spot. This spot, Bryce Harper MVP, especially if the Phillies make the playoffs. Yeah. The funny thing is, if it's he's done today, Phillies aren't making the playoffs. And you, you, well, I have Harper as my MVP too, but having. MVP and Cy Young on a team that didn't make the playoffs, that's that's interesting. It's really tough, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Wheeler, the Phillies have to make the playoffs for Wheeler to get it. So you, Harper it, wins the MVP. You think I no think, matter what, it's Harper. MVP. I think Harper wins it regardless of whether they make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, it's a shoe in. It's oh, no like doubt. Scherzer, right? Yeah. For for you, if the Phillies don't make the playoffs, right? And, and for me as well, sign, seal, deliver if the Phillies don't make the playoffs. If the Phillies make the playoffs, Harper's MVP, sign, seal, deliver, throw it to his house. If not, then other other names leak into the yeah. into the fold. But I, you know, I mean, I think Tatis still... was was leading the way, but he has struggled, and the Padres they're not making it right. And and the reason why the Phillies are even in this play is because oh, Harper. of Harper. No doubt, it's not because of anybody else. Because Hoskins goes down, and Harper's elevated to make it happen. All right, yeah. AL MVP. This is tough. I'm going Vladdy Jr. I've been Otani all year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I know that Vladdy Jr. is not going to win the Triple Crown. He He's could. Close. He just has to have a he lot has to have a of monster, runs. especially in the RBI department. So he's, he's leading an average at 323. He's tied for the lead in homers with 46 with Sal Perez. Mm-hmm. He, but he leads in runs scored, OBP, slugging, OPS, hits. And he's he's 10 back in RBI, but it's not like he has, like, 80. Yeah. So he, he has, has 105, 105, right? Sal Perez has 115. Well, yeah, it's because he's the only offense right. in Kansas City. So, so I think it's Valley Jr. And just, I guess, I know storyline kind of plays a part in these discussions. And Toronto, they've been so hot. They're good. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Otani has struggled. He's starting to pick it up again. But the Angels have been dead and buried for a while now. Yeah. So it's hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, it's Otani, even though he's had a great year and he's doing something we've never seen before. Right. And the reason why 
exactly what yeah. you're stating is the reason why I'm going to take Otani as the MVP. I mean, the man pitches every sixth day. Now, granted, is he pitching a lot? No, they're saving him. That's the reason why he's not in the Cy Young candidate because he just doesn't have the innings. Right. But at the same time, man has, what, 45 homers this year? I mean, the man's just doing things that we didn't, we haven't seen since Babe Ruth. Right. He is literally the reincarnation of Babe Ruth, just, yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. it's different. He's not as big, right? <laughs> so, he's not eating two hot dogs every game. Yeah, exactly. He's not going down eating Philly cheesesteaks whenever he's in Philly. Things like that. But I just think Otani's great. Do I think that the Angels are missing Mike Trout massively? Yeah. 100%. He's the best player in the game. They're also missing Anthony Rendon down the stretch here, too. Yeah. And they're still technically in the playoff race right now because they, they're not eliminated, right? Right. Oh, no, they are eliminated. They yeah. just got eliminated oh, two just, games ago. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So, but I mean, Otani, no, 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 a lot, a lot ago. But I mean, Otani's got forty-five homers. He's he's doing the job on the mound. He's got twenty-three stolen bases. He's not up here. They're just like free yeah. swing and hitting he's bombs. Doing everything. He's doing everything. Yeah. So I understand the Otani pick, and I had him all year. But Vladdy Junior. has just been on another level. And like I said, either one of these guys wins it. I don't care. But. I just feel like Otani deserves it. Yeah. All right, let's go to both Rookie of the Years then. Let's go AL because I think we're consensus on AL, and then we'll talk NL. Yeah. Wander Franco for the AL, right? Yeah, I know he ha- he hasn't played as many games as like a Mountcastle mm-hmm. or Adolis Garcia of the Rangers who was an all-star. He's having a great year. I just think Wander Franco, he's been great in the limited time he had. The on-base streak right. was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think I guess maybe I just think, oh, he's a superstar, so just give him the award. But he's been awesome. No, I think it's Wander Franco. Here's the reason why I could make a I could make a case for Mountcastle. The only problem is the man's playing on a hundred loss team one and two, uh, more than a hundred loss team. By the way. <laughs> right. And two, right now he's platooning like he's not even the everyday first baseman. Um, he's platooning first base in DH and like he didn't play. He was pinch hitting in Philly this week. Yeah, like so you can't really sit here and be like Mountcastle like <laughs> right. It, it, Especially when Wander Franco just looks that much above and beyond. Yeah. All right, so the last debate that we have, NL Rookie of the Year, who do you have? I have Jonathan India of the Reds. He's having a great year. He's hitting 269, 20 homers, 67 ribbies, 11 stolen bases, and 833 OPS. He's kind of a catalyst of that team. I know Joey Votto has been, like, he's the leader, and he went on a stretch where he had, like, 17 homers yeah. in like a in, month in like 14 games or something. Yeah, it was yeah. something crazy, but mm-hmm. Jonathan India is I mean, he's the real deal. No, absolutely. I I don't I don't hate that pick, don't get me wrong. I'm just going to take Lamonte Wade Jr because they his team's making the playoffs. Yeah, that's fair. And like, I mean, he's it's not like he's doing anything terrible at the same time. He's 264, he's got 18 homers, eight, you know, like the man's doing Oh, good. he deserves it. Absolutely. The problem is he do, he's not playing in a lot a lot of games right. considering he's only played in 98. But still, I mean, the man's got 51 stakes in 98 games. I mean, that's really good. Mm-hmm. And his OPS is over 800, OPS plus a 129. Just looks good, looks the part, and he's doing what he needs to do. And he solidified a outfield that really needed help, too. Yeah, and I know that I'm kind of stepping on, because I like how Jonathan India from day one was the starting second baseman for the Reds. Yep. But it's like, well, I pick Wander Franco, and he hasn't played every game for the the Rays. Yeah. So it's like it should be Adolis Garcia, who is an all-star, and he's having a great year. But I don't know. I just – Wander Franco's nope. on a playoff team. You 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 see a difference, yeah. and it's like – Wander Franco is 
way up here compared to Garcia. Like, oh, no just, doubt. It's there's there's different levels there. Yeah. And and Franco deserves it 100. Mm-hmm. percent All right. So go ahead and recap. I'm gonna just run them down. NL first. We both have Harper with your caveat to Riley. We <laughs> both technically have Scherzer. My caveat to Wheeler is a possibility outside in. Yep. And then rookie of the year there, Wade Jr. for myself, India for you. Great. AL MVP, I'm taking Otani. You're taking Vladdy I'm Jr. Cool with that. Absolutely. Both, like I said, Vladdy Jr., I could make the case. When we were talking about this, we're like, who are you taking? Who am I taking? <laughs> I'll I take said, the other guy. I was like, I'll I'll make the case for Otani. I really wanted Otani, so I'm glad you took Vladdy Jr. <laughs> but, like, I, you know, either way, I'm fine with it. I can make the case for Vladdy Jr. It's all great. AL Cy Young, I'm taking Cole. You're taking Ray. Again, one of those deals. It depends on what you like. I'm taking the innings. You're taking the ERA. That's fine. We both have Wander Franco. It's not even a question. It, it yeah. really should be him. Should if be. it's not, I'm again. I'm, like I'm not I'm gonna. Just, I'm not gonna sit here and like go write the the writers, but <laughs> right because Lord knows they don't need writing from me. But you know things, <laughs> things of that nature. You can write the writers, but yeah, I'm maybe. Not. So yeah, I, again. It's crazy. We're we're not gonna even gonna see these awards for another month and a half. Yeah, but they're starting to you know thoughts are creeping in. These votes are going to be cast. Yeah, in they like, have to be done before the regular season. Yeah, so I, I think some people forget it's a regular season award. People, yeah. it doesn't matter what you do in the postseason. Yeah, they have to be in before the first playoff game, before yep. the first wild card. So mm-hmm. they can get all one sixty two in. They get all one hundred sixty two games to cast their vote, but. It has to be done before the playoffs start. So. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the newsstand. Let's go ahead and get into our final destination, fantasy football, when we return. Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're going to our final segment, but we're starting off first. What should Derwin do? What should Derwin do? <laughs> ba da ba it's a dinner show. <laughs> Does anyone know that reference? No. Hit us up on Twitter at the Sports GPS. Yeah, please no. I'm a raptor. All right, let's go All right so Derwin, your Don't team. do that because you know I'll start singing it. <laughs> It'll be rough. All right, Derwin. Uh, you're Lamar Jackson, Barkley, Williams, Brown, Moore, Anderson. We don't love the two Carolina wideouts. Whatever yeah. you do, you. Waller, <laughs> Hamler, Colts, and Carlson's your starting lineup. Here's the thing. Take Chark, put him in for Hamler, and you're yep. set this week. Yep. You really don't have anybody else. You can probably drop one tight end and pick up another player. Yeah, you don't need two tight ends on your bench. Especially when you have Darren Waller as your starting tight Well, it, unless you're going to trade, trade me Waller. I mean, unless you're looking to trade him, which we both said you should do because we also don't like having two Propose. receivers on the same team. Right. So Propose you might want. Propose a trade. Yeah. Send me Waller, send me more. I'll send you something good like Devonta Adams, and we'll be okay with life. <laughs> hey, but that's, outside actually, of that, that's actually pretty fair. It's actually not that bad of a trade. No, I know Devonta Adams. I know you're mad because Aaron Rodgers didn't find him last week in the end zone. Yeah, I needed 37 from him, and I got nothing. <laughs> I didn't get nothing. I got 16, but still, that felt like nothing. It felt like nothing. <laughs> when you need 34, yeah. I needed a Cooper Cup performance, and I got yeah, I got average. Yep. So, no, but uh, no, I get it. I get it. No, like, seriously, I know you wanted a Seahawk, so you got Everett, but like, come on, dude. Come on. Yeah. You're better than this. Come on. You're not, you're, you know what to do, Derwin. <laughs> you know not to have three tight ends on your team. Come on, man. 
Especially right. when you have a top tight end. And it's not like you have like a, a question mark like me, right? Mike Gusecki. I would love for you to pick it up. Yeah. Anyways, continue. he's on my hate list this week. But that's continue. <laughs> Um, for the podcast league, we were one and one after we took, Woo! we took the win this past week. We got Herbert. We got Burke, uh, Barkley. We got Sanders. We got Diggs, Ridley, Andrews, uh, Cortland Sutton is back in the lineup. Uh, should have had him and it wouldn't have even been close. <laughs> um, and then Patriots defense and then Graham Gano who put 22 up. That's the reason why we won. We faced Cooper cup in this league and won and won. And guess who we're picking up? Oh, yeah, that's right. We are picking up Josh Jacobs. Why is he available? I don't know. I know he's, he's banged up. He's number one on the waiver wire. But you got to look at the long play. Yep. He's coming back. Yeah. It, well, and that's the other thing, too. Like, this league is a five-person bench. So our bench is Williams from Denver. <laughs> There's our drop. <laughs> yeah, it's very clear. Yeah, Higgins, Devonta Smith, Wentz, and then Kyle Pitts. Like, literally, we're just going to stream defense and kicker because we have all the backups we need Uh huh. right there. Yeah. Like, and, and none of our running backs have the same bye week, so we're good in that regard. When you told me that Jacobs was available, I'm like, pick him up oh it's funny we were prepping for this and we were like okay so what's there let's go ahead and look at the podcast league i was like what players are available i was like wait josh jacobs is available and then i'm like he's like pick him up i'm like well he's on waiver claims and i go in go into waiver order and we're number one i'm like we got josh jacobs <laughs> yeah it's in we're done we got it yeah it was it was kind of euphoria here in a little bit <laughs> a little bit we've 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 toned it down and you heard how excited we still are <laughs> so it's still exciting all right, let's go ahead and jump into the stardom cinem. I got quarterbacks, I've got running backs, I got wide receivers, I got tight ends, which I like and which I don't like this week. Even though I'm 0 and 2 in the work league, you said still trust me because I know what I'm talking about. It's just my team's underperformed. Anyway, <laughs> uh, stardom this week. I like Jalen Hurts versus Dallas. You can't really hate it. It's no. not a bad play. You really just got to go. You know what? Who has the best chance? Dallas's defense is not that great. They could pick him off a couple times, not saying that they can't. However, there's a lot of points left out there. Kirk Cousins, great play this week. I love him versus Seattle. Seattle has been really susceptible to giving up defensive touchdowns through the air. And so, you know what? I really like it. And the fact that you know he's going to have a steady running game. And you know what? That's that's what you need. He's going to be able to throw the ball to Cook out of the backfield. Yep, it's going to be really good. Uh, third for my love list is Derek Carr versus Miami. Miami looks abysmal. Yeah. they're at home, so it's going to be good weather. You know what? Outside of the fact that Rugs is on my sit list, Derek Carr makes my love list just because I really feel like he's got a great um, a great matchup this week, um, especially to the tight end Darren Waller. No doubt. And then my final is Daniel Jones versus Atlanta. It's Atlanta. Need I yeah. say more? But it's, and, it's pretty crazy that Daniel Jones is on your love list. Well, yeah, because they're against Atlanta. Yeah, but it's Daniel Jones. Who's actually having a good year? He's I having wanna... a half-decent year. Here's the what I'm looking at is the fact that he's got a great rapport from Shepard, who also makes my love list. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> you know, just really good... Uh, Barkley's going to have a good game. I think there's going to be a lot of play out of the backfield there, especially with what the Eagles did to Atlanta in week one. I feel like a very similar showing for Daniel Jones with his feet and with his arm against Atlanta. Go to the sit for quarterbacks. I don't love Tannehill. 
No. I don't love Tannehill. I don't love Heineke. Heineke versus the Bills. I'm not a big fan. No. And then the final is not not loving uh sorry, Jameis Winston versus the Patriots. Yeah. Patriots defense is really good. Those are my three. I if you got them, sit them, try to find a better option, stream a better quarterback. Other hates are Wilson, Burrow, um, and then other loves though it, that I didn't mention is uh, Tom Brady, obviously. And <laughs> who's yeah, he? That, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> All right. Also, Baker Mayfield versus the Bears isn't terrible, but I, I would don't... only be worried because of the shoulder injury. Correct. That's yeah. That's the reason why. But he is his make left shoulder? List. It's not his right shoulder. Right. So. But that's the reason why he doesn't make my full list. I'm just saying eh, it's it's not terrible. Right. All right. We go to running backs now. We got David Montgomery as a love. I mean, right. I think it's going to be a very, very nice matchup for him. He's facing the Browns. Their run defense isn't the best, and the Bears are going to have to protect Justin Fields, so I think he gets a lot of play. Just a oh, thought yeah. inside my head there. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor is another love for me versus Tennessee. Oh, I hope so. If it weren't for – I mean, it's again, it's going to be another we got to protect Jacob Eason. We're going to run the ball, more opportunities, more carries, more yards. That's all you care about. I mean, their offensive line has the to – they have to figure it out at some point. Right. And I think Eric Fisher's first game back, that's the reason why he wasn't that And Braden Smith was out, which right. is huge. He's pro- I mean, I know I'm, bi- I'm biased here, but he might be the best right tackle in football. Right. Uh, another love is Antonio Gibson. If Washington has any chance, it's going to be with him being a bruiser, and that's, you know, Kind of where you're going to have to go against the Bills. It could also be a sloppy game considering it's up in Buffalo. And then Saquon Barkley versus the Falcons. Anybody versus the Falcons, take them. Because <laughs> yeah. your fancy team's going to flourish. Yep. Uh, hates versus uh, for this week. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, don't love him. I mean, he's against the Chargers. That's kind of their strength is yeah, you know, run defense. Run yeah. defense. And he hasn't been the best uh, considering they've basically been throwing the ball all over the yard. Cam Robinson, not a fan this week versus the Cardinals. That is a big strength is their run defense. With their entire defensive line, Chandler Jones and uh, J.J. Watt, plus you have Jordan Hicks riding the second level at linebacker, not a great play. They have basically shut down every running back they've looked at. Mm -hmm. So anybody versus the Cardinals isn't a great play. And then, of course, I have Daryl Henderson versus the Bucks for the fact that one, he's dealing with a rib injury. Yep. And two, it's the Bucks. They've got a pretty decent run. Yeah, defense. He might not even play. It might be the Sony Michelle Sony Michelle show. Yeah, and I still don't even like either running oh, back. Oh yeah, really. I wouldn't I wouldn't pick either. And then the final hate list for running backs is Devin Singletary versus the football team. You love the one, uh, but you hate the other in this game because I feel like Washington's run defense is really stout. Yes. So we move to wide receiver next. Again, I've stated this before. Anybody that's facing Atlanta is on my love list, so Sterling Shepard, you're on my love list. The <laughs> uh, Easy one there. Uh, A.J. Brown is also one versus the Colts. Their secondary has not been really that great, and I yep. feel like A.J. Brown gets the single coverage because they're probably going to try to stop Julio, so he's on my love list. Uh, let's see who else. We also have Marquise Brown, great. Sutton, great. Mike Williams, great. And Marvin Jones Jr., because I feel like Jacksonville is going to be playing from behind, and he's right now Trevor Lawrence's favorite target. He also makes my love list. Yep. Hate list, uh, Corey Davis, not a fan this week. The only real hate I have for the Giants versus the Falcons is Galladay, and the reason I don't love him is... His rapport with Daniel Jones is not there. Correct. 
Um, and like I said, I already don't love don't love rugs, even though it's just because I don't think that bombs are going to be given up, and that's kind of his game plan. Right. And then I also don't like Brandon Cooks, mainly just because I don't feel like he's going to end up with that big game. It's going to be a tighter game versus Carolina. They're going to clamp down. Their secondary is very good. Mm-hmm. All right, and then finally, let's go ahead to the tight ends here. My love list, Fant. Noah Fant. Absolutely. I mean, Noah Fant looks great. Yeah. He really, and he, again, he's versus the Jets. So really, yeah, anybody with yeah. Denver, go ahead and start him, I too. mean, if, if you're playing the Falcons or the Jets, start him. Yeah, and that's the reason why Sutton made my love list for wide receivers <laughs> as well. Um, Logan Thomas I also love versus uh, the Bills. Again, Bills defense. I think you're going to have to attack them via the tight end. Yeah. And he's him and Gibson, it's going to be up the middle there. I actually like him to gain points, especially in daily fantasy, because he's cheap. So definitely take a look there. Dallas Goddard versus Dallas. Yeah. Whenever you got Dallas versus Dallas, it's always good. Even though <laughs> Debbie doesn't do it. Yeah. You really, I mean, it's Jared Cook look great. Uh, if he didn't get the touchdown taken away from him, he gets into the end zone. And Dallas is kind of susceptible right now. Linebacker play, considering Parsons is playing defensive end. Yeah. So I like Dallas Goddard to get into the end zone. Big play there. And then uh, for the hate list, as far as tight end, Mike Kosicki versus the Raiders. Yeah, that's right. Trust me, I don't like it either. <laughs> um, Dalton Schultz versus the Eagles. I just don't feel like he's going to have it, mainly just because it looks for the most part like Dak Prescott's just targeting the wide receivers and Cooper and C.D. Lamb. Um, and he's not really given that much love to Schultz. So right. just from a volume standpoint, not loving Schultz, mm-hmm. even though the matchup isn't horrific considering the Eagles aren't the greatest against tight ends. And then Hunter Henry also makes my hate list. I just feel like this is going to be a run game because they're going to be in the lead and it's really not going to be that. Plus Johnu Smith is going to take opportunities away from Hunter Henry. Right. Uh, and then the final one, Eric Ebron versus the Bengals. Eric Ebron. I think that the rookie Pat uh, Faramuth, I think is how you actually state it. Yeah, I think so. He's going to cut into Eric Ebron's share. Yeah. And the Bengals, not really overly great for uh, tight ends to face anyway. So the fact that you're splitting time with another tight end, just Eric Ebron, ride the pot. Yeah. So that's your your stardom and sit That's my stardom and sit for this week. All right. Uh... I think I think that's all we got. I think that's everything we got. Um, so we've hit our final destination. It really looks good. If you want to hear us on a color cast for commentary this week, we are doing the football team versus the Bills at one o'clock. Look us up, and hopefully we can get you in on the hot seat. Yeah, talk that'd be great. Live with us, it's going to be fun. We're hoping to get more of that because we really haven't had that much interaction. No. But feel free to jump in color cast app. It's only available on Apple products right now. They're working on Android, but come out and see us. But I think that's going to do it for this episode. For all of us here at the Sports GPS, Parker White, CJ Holly, thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.